0: I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. Hello, and welcome to... I think I'm losing it. We'll catch you on. You're bloody useless. Stevie. Steven. <laughs> I can't tell the difference between, between life eyes and dreams. And dreams. Oh. Oh. Thank you. Lost the contact lens. Hope you find it. Thanks. <laughs> hold the hold the now hold the phone. Yeah. God, you're alive. What's wrong with you, Mark? Why did you call me Mark? It must be very difficult. Voice in your head. Shut up! There's chaos in you. (laughs) Embrace the chaos. And welcome back to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ. He is Steve. And we now know what Batman mixed with Deadpool looks like in episode 270 today, April 22nd, 2022. We're going to be catching up with each other before going right into our topic of the day, which is the Moon Knight Impressions, which you could... View on Disney Plus and fast forward to that particular spot in the podcast if you want to. Otherwise, just keep it where it is and we will entertain you thusly. Before we also move any further, <laughs> be sure to strike that subscribe button and tie your ankle to that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joy and which drops once a week. Every week, Steve, it has been a little while since we've had some Ah, howdy doody time. Yes, it has. And I'm very much, um, you know, happy to be able to find the time once more. It was nice to be able to have that little string of just hopping right into said topic of the days. But, you know, every once in a while, you know, I want to know what's going on in your life. Yeah, we're back. You know, we uh, let's see what have we been doing. Well, we've been I've been still been playing. Elden Ring, making my way through it. Excellent. Still no clue what's going on. <laughs> Absolutely um, no clue. I run into people and then I'll ask around like, "Hey, ran into this guy like, oh yeah. You're not supposed to see them there. You probably missed something." Oh my oh, <laughs> gosh. There's just no direction. Like, I guess I'll follow the road. I guess I'll wander off the beaten path a bit because there's a grace point over there, mm-hmm. and then I'll just uh, miss stuff because I don't really know what to do. But I am getting stronger, Russ. I'm sure you are at some point, Mister Vagabond. It's not gonna matter. I'm just gonna be like, yeah, <laughs> you want some of this? <laughs> 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 I don't use any kind of magic. There was it's all just brute, brute strength, strength. Yeah. See, I am not as far along as you are. I am noticing a just a little teensy, teensy amount of uh, you know, difference in terms of like the strength mm. and uh, competence area, if you will. But I, I think you're probably a bit more in that area where like, oh, watch out now. I'm wondering if, uh, if you invite me to your game, if I'll retain my (laughs) stats, you probably will. I imagine not to mention the fact that uh, you saying that totally reminded me of that line from Brian Regan, where he's talking about going to the gym and he has like the, the buff dude showing him around like, Oh yeah, let me show you how this place works. And I'm, he's like hanging from the guy's bicep, like a monkey. He's like, where are we going? Thunder. (laughs) man you <laughs> that would be like you because you, your character's like so much more leveled up I'm like oh, okay I went back to the um uh, the castle where you're at yeah just to kind of wander around a bit because where I'm at now there's actually two bosses my are you right currently are you north or uh, east? Or? Uh, yes I am north north so- of the castle? Actually, no 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 no. No 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 no. No 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 no. No 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 no. So I was north starting over. Back to formula. So now I'm in Kaled, which is the red area, but not which I guess the last dude is there, but you don't have to fight him, but there's some like The last dude's over there? I think he is. Oh. But you don't have to actually fight him. You can actually just kind of wander around that area because there's not not everybody's like on this epically hard tough impossible level right and so a little bit below that i uh, there's a castle there that i'm exploring and so far i can kill everything in it so (laughs) it's just kind of but um (laughs) you kind of like stake your neck around the corner like okay so um surviving this far (laughs) let's keep going yeah yeah, right i'm like i got a couple of crimson tears left in here to hold me over (laughs) uh so but i got to the a boss area and there's two people. There is one who's a dude that looks like a um, like a lizard man, lion kind of thing. Hmm. And then there's like this crucible knight that's there also, which you don't want to piss that guy off. So so these are both bosses. These are not like little friendly NPCs? No. Yeah. Uh, They're in the same room. Same room. And then one comes at me first, and then within like no more than a minute the other one comes at me too, so I'm like frantically trying to off the first guy. He's like guy, 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 and I'm going, he's coming, he's coming. It's um, like his little tag team buddy, <laughs> yeah. right? The guy's going like, "I got a big sword and a shield, ready to die." It's like that classic, like 80s style, where like the, the wrestler that's on the the outside of the ring, he's like putting his hand in there. Come on, Jack. <laughs> And the guy's like, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> he's all charged up," and <laughs> like, oh, like man, "No, that guy's got a lot of energy." <laughs> he's like just sucking down Gatorade. Come on! Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs>
1: So his anyway, veins like bulging out the side, <laughs> neck vein,
0: you know. But I went, so I say that, but I went back to the storm castle mm-hmm. where you're at. And there's this dude, you remember the dude who, when you're making your way and kind of right after the first boss, and then you get into the castle, and there's this kind of tall, lanky, hunched over guy. He's like, Yeah, don't go through the gate. It's terrible. Don't go that way. You go around this other way, around the side. I don't, know who, which guy is this? Yeah. You haven't been there yet? Are you talking about the like the the castle that where I was telling you I was at before? Yes. Uh and this is a friendly? He's like an NPC, yes. So there was one NPC that I saw like when I made it past the initial boss um, who was kind of the gatekeeper of the castle. Yeah. And you go up to the castle gate and the gate yeah. is closed. Right. You, you go, go to, to the left. left. <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> you hear some guy go like "Hey, over here Yeah, or whatever. I actually didn't engage him. Um, like I talked to him a little bit, but like he, (coughs) excuse me. I had like some sort of weird, like my throat just went and shut, (laughs) um, body work, please. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I am trying to speak. (laughs) He was, let's see. He was offering something like, like he could open up the gate or something like the castle gate. Uh, I don't know if there was a deal he was willing to make or something. I don't know. Anyway, I got distracted because there was a sign door in that same room. Like you go to, you keep going to the left and then like you, like it's like the side of the castle and like, like the wall is like partially busted in and right. stuff. And so I ended up just, just having fun frolicking and gallivanting around all these little like areas over there. Cause I was finding little, enemies to find and, like, little secrets to discover. And there was, like, a, a grace point over there, too. And right. so, so I literally ended up going through the castle area from that direction. And then um, I ended up doubling back. Uh, I still have not gone through the entire castle. I think, like, I'm probably, like, I've gone through, I would say, maybe, like, 85% of it. I feel like there's a certain pocket or portion that I haven't been to yet. There is. Okay. So... Basically, I go back there cuz there's there's a part of the map where there's the castle and then like there's this big long stretchy part with like yes. a circle. That's the part you haven't been to yet. And I always looked at it like Oh, I no. actually, I just made it to that. But go ahead. So I'm like, I've never gone over there. I don't really know how to get there. And I'm like, oh, uh, let me just see what happens. So I go up and I I, I, I go into the grace point where you throw this, the, the second guy of that castle. Anyway, that NPC is there like just kicking a piece of like Godric flesh. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's a piece of his clothing or of, like maybe some part of him you chopped off or something, but he's sitting there. was like, Oh, you're so terrible to me. You're Whoa, so wait, terrible. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> where, where was, where was this? It's basically where that battle takes place after everything's all said and done. Like he's there just by himself and just cursing at him. I'm like, Oh, how are you doing? So this is the same guy who I was describing to you. Who yes. was like, who said the whole like, okay, come here. Yeah. Come here. Oh, wow. Right. I, so had no idea. I thought that was interesting. So then you go back that way and you saw the area that you go around. Remember that troll was there and whatnot. That huge troll. Yes. And so, and there's all those people with the crossbows that are pointing all that direction. Yeah. Like they're pointing all at that one doorway that right. I found out the hard way. I'm like, Oh, yeah. And they all start shooting at the same time. I'm like they so like run back in. That's the way I went. So I thought, well, I'll just kill them all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just common speech nowadays. Ah, slaughter them. Uh, I mean, they do the same to me. So whatever. Um, anyway, so I I off them all, and then that's where the bridge is, and you get something from that, you know, Godric. And is is his name actually Godric, or is his does he have a different name? Because I I think he was like actually referring to Godric. No, no that's him. That that is Godric, Godric the grafted. Oh yes. Because, like, you know, the, the sheer number of times I have died by his mm. hand or hands, as it were, mm. um, he always says, like, something like, like, if you if you get him to his second phase, his one liner is always like, did thou witness great Godric or something like that? Like, it's it sounds like, so, like, he's, he's calling out to Godric saying, hey, did you just see what I just did? Like, you know, recon- uh. like, recognize. That's basically, like, what I interpreted. But, but no, you're saying his name is Godric the Grafter. Grafted. Grafted. Yes. Anyhow, so I went back there, and uh, there's a couple of, uh, you know, tall giant dudes kind of hanging around, and they were kind of easy to slaughter. And I'm like, hey, I'm just a micro machine compared to you guys, but uh, you know what? Down you go. And so that's where I am. Don't, I, I'm about to... Don't underestimate my toothpaste. Yeah, I'm going to enter in, like, that little cylinder area and apparently do something with something in my inventory that's going to give me something else, and maybe it'll be cool. Mm. Maybe I could use it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's where I'm at, but I'm telling you, what you got to do is you got to leave because you could just grace point out of there, get stronger, mm-hmm. and then go back in and face him. Mm-hmm. You got you to... Level up a little bit. Right. Increase, use some of those smithing stones to increase, like, your weapon level. So mm. you're not only, like, increasing your, your level of strength, but you're increasing, like, the betterment of your weapon. Yes. Yes, indeed. Let will do you well. And your ashes of war, Russ. I'm telling you. Okay, so I will inform you of where I am at in Elden Ring since we're talking about mm. it. I will have you know, I have some good news. Oh, I finally finally mm. beat Godrick the the Grafted did you What was so funny about it is that every time I would fight him leading up to that one exchange you know I would I would be summoning the, the little buddy, the, the warrior buddy who can help you out. I was using my ashes of war to like have like a, a, a ghost knight help me out. I mean, like, there were three of us like beating on him <laughs> yeah. frantically and, and like he would just get us every time. Like th- there were a, a couple of instances where like I would get his health down to just like that much. And I just couldn't seal the deal because at that point, then he's going berserk and he's like doing all kinds of huge AOE damage and flipping around like he's like part of Cirque du Soleil or something like that. But what was so funny though, was that when I actually did defeat him, I I went in with this mindset of, I'm not going to just run in and attack. I'm literally going to play defense and learn his moves. And so I did that. Like, I wasn't, like, you know, running in and, like, flipping around. I literally just held my shield and paid attention to the green bar to make sure I wouldn't, like, lose my poise or whatever. And what was weird was that he, in kind, calmed down, too. So it was, like, action-reaction where, like, I'm sitting there and, like, he'd be like, "Uh, I go, poong, and kind of watch him do like his little combo. Like he'll do a combo of like two or three hits, right. and then I'll, and then instead of me trying to get as many hits as I can, I just hit him once. I go, <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of like yeah. this, this, this his character kind of like looks. At, it's weird because normally he goes, and he like freaks out like you know when we were like doing the the crazy frantic intense stuff. And so then he kind of repeats. He kind of goes, boom, poom, and I just kind of go. <laughs> and my character is just standing there. Like every once in a while, like, like I realized like every time he would do like that big somersault flip in the air, I would just walk toward him. And then he'd miss me. Like he would basically like land with his huge ax behind me. And so then uh, he'd be open to a couple more attacks. This went on the entire match, both phases. Like I, it was the funniest thing. And finally, I, I didn't, I wasn't even paying attention to his health meter very much at all. And all of a sudden like it was all, he goes down. And I'm like, what? Yeah, that's what it seems like sometimes. <laughs> because like I'll be fighting somebody. I'm like, oh, I know I can beat this guy. Like I know I can do it. And that's like the 59th time. Like about to go to bed. I'm like, I I really yeah one more time. And then I'll just be so calm about it because I think oh, I'm just gonna die again. And then um, like I don't even care. I'll just like walk right up to him. Like okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this tango sort yeah. of thing. And then so he'll kind of sidestep a little bit and I'll he'll swing and all of a sudden like time just slows down. I'm like, block. Bung. Yeah. And he's like looking at me like, oh, you blocked it. Wow, you blocked it. You know, sort of thinking like, what's up? Let's do this. And so then he'll he'll do something else, I'll somersault like at the exact time. And like just the sword goes like, uh, yeah. right over me or something. You know, I'm like, what's up? I'm like, I got this now. <laughs> and um and then I'll just keep whittling away, hacking him down. And if, at some point, you he really staggers and just oh like goes down. And that's when you can just go up to him and just yeah. Barrr! yeah, gives you a little satisfaction. Well, I'm very relieved and excited that I was able to take him down, which then opens up all of that northern area that I haven't been to yet. Um, and then as well as as actually kind of go, doubling back, going through because I got re- I realized actually, after I defeated um that boss, I was kind of exploring the castle. and then I went back to that same room that has the hey over here guy. He was gone. He wasn't there anymore. And then I realized, oh, wow, like I can't open that main castle gate because he's no longer there. Like I never struck that deal with him. So I was thinking, am I going to be able to like reach all the parts of the castle? And I think after doing some additional searching and, and exploring, I think you can. It's just it's not as much of a shortcut. As yeah. it once was, it's like, I have to actually have to kind of go kind of a, a big roundabout way, but then you find yourself back in the courtyard, and then you find like these other little rooms and stuff that you that you can um, check out. so so that was really cool. and based off of what you were saying, I did the same thing where like, I was really curious to see like how on earth do I get get to that, that straight wall thing. Cause I was talking to some old crone that was like on a broken bridge down below. And she was alluding to like how you know this place exists and everything else. And so I did, I found out how to get there. um, And that really opened up some understanding of how the game works as well, because You get, like, for instance, like, those transports, those warping things. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, And you get there, and then you find that, like, um, little, like, like, those, like, two-finger statue thing, and that's where, like, you can reactivate the rune that you got from Godric the the Grafted. Did You you got that, right? I got that. I haven't done anything with it. I've literally been carrying around a ton of junk. (laughs) Like, apparently there's just something good. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what it does. At some point, I'll figure it out, I guess. I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah. I, You're like, I, I, I you figure this out. Yeah, you can have his old pair of boots. I took off this dead guy, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, like like for me, like I'm just, I'm really excited to finally be able to make some progress. I found another warping thingy um, over, it's kind of close to one of the churches. It's like the, the, it's called like the third church of something or other. I don't remember what it's called, but it's, it's... Uh, I want to say it's kind of east of the castle area. But anyway, it warped me into more of that red landscape. Okay. And it actually initially it warped me to like this one castle thing and there's like this like hulking statue that's like on the stairs and I'm like that is totally a boss. Like I'm not even going to go close to that guy because that's probably not, it's not even probably. It's totally instant death <laughs> Like the guy would sneeze on me and I'd die. So like Achoo! I just, I really made a point to like just avoid that whole area and then kind of ride down this like really creepy, gruesome hill that it's on. I mean, it looks like hell. Um, and, but they have like, like these creepy dudes that are walking around with like these, you know, they're all dressed in black and they have uh, even their weapons look gross and creepy looking stuff like that. However, I discovered that actually that's a good farming area for runes because those guys are not too hard to take down. Now, if they hit you, like at least where I'm at, like it's almost like one hit, I'm done. I'm like, I'm just just dead. But luckily if I stay on torrent, I just kind of like do the whole, like smack them once and then round around again and hit them again. Um, They give me a little over a thousand runes each. Mm. So I'm like, you know, I, I just, I, and they're, they're a whole lot easier than the giants. And um, so I'm able to amass, like, like I'll hang out there for like, you know, an hour or two and I'll get like 20,000 runes. Yeah. So it ends up working out pretty nicely. So I've been going back to that spot and, and just anytime I'm not in the mood to like fight a boss, whatever, I just want to literally just want to level up or something. I just go there and so that's been good i've I've been finding some additional weapons that are better i I don't know i'm just i'm finding that that there's a bit more progress and flow to uh where i'm at in the game which is great it's encouraging and it definitely makes me want to keep playing and the new areas that are north of the castle are gorgeous yeah Yeah, the fog goes away sunlight comes out a bit and you can see the stars and uh yeah definitely (laughs) much prettier much more welcoming if you will but anyway, I, uh, was there anything else that was new with you, Steve? Because I, I didn't oh, want to completely go man. into. Uh, we just watched a couple movies. We watched the latest Fast and Furious, uh. which wasn't bad. I don't know. I, I At this point, it's, I don't know. I kind of missed like the Fast and Furious 1, 2, and 3. Those mm-hmm. are more like street racing and everybody can identify like, you know, hey, I can put that on my Honda Civic or I can get like my RX-7 or sure. that sort of thing. It was more of like a following. Now it's just like. <laughs> what can we blow up <laughs> or that I don't know. It's still entertaining. Which one is it? Like Fast and the Furious ten? It's nine is the latest one. Okay, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Ah, I kind of like the older ones, um, I guess. I don't know. But um, and then I forgot if I if I mentioned, but we uh, I know I mentioned it to you. I just didn't know if I mentioned it to you that we watched the movie Chef. Which was absolutely fantastic. It's a great movie. That's a wonderful movie. Mm -hmm. I was delighted. That was. It's a good movie. I I think I'm gonna tweet Johnny Favs. You should and just tell him, hey, you made my night. Great job in the movie. It's the kind of movie that you could put on many, many, many times, and not even like fully pay attention to. It's not like you have to have your like undivided attention. You could like be doing something. You even you could be cooking. In the kitchen, some sort of scrumptious meal and have that on the TV as well as like your little companion. Yeah. I just I think it's a it's a great alternative to a lot of what you see out there. And I think a lot of times in the movie, I thought, ah, you know, everything's going well. Something's going to happen that's going to be bad. Something's going to suck in a minute, you know? And then the, and then and maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, but it definitely doesn't take the huge dip that I think it's going to. And so it, it, it's, it's a feel-good movie. And, it, of course, it's it's being called Chef. It's going to be about food. So right. who's not going to love at least that aspect about and it? And who doesn't like food trucks? Exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, so we want to watch it again. And um, apparently there's a show on Netflix of the same kind of deal with Jon Favreau. Oh, I, cool. Like he's, he has, it's the same idea, but he's like fixing food for other people, like the the cast of The Avengers and whatnot. So oh, nice. uh, When we pick Netflix up again, we'll, we'll have to see that one. So that and and that is actually like him really doing stuff. This is yeah. not like made up or whatever. No. Well, that's that's, a, that's, that's fun. the show. Like the show came from the movie. That's a fun idea. Yeah. Fun idea indeed. Yes. I have a number of things Steve I'm looking forward to telling you about Steve. Oh, really? Is that so? It is. Uh first off, <clears throat> I watched a couple of flicks and I don't think I told you about this. You probably didn't. Uh, first off, I watched again for the first time in years. A movie that you like, Steve. Mm. Pain and Gain. I, that was an okay movie. I thought you liked that movie. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just, it wasn't like great though. I thought you really liked it because of how it, it you know, it was based on a real story, based on a true story. Yeah. And how like, you know, it deals with guys working out and stuff and just the the absurdity like of the, the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like you found yourself thinking that that was quite a unique film. Maybe it's been a while since I watched it, but I, I don't, I don't remember like a lot of highlights out of the movie. Like I remember at some <laughs> point they were trying to convince the neighborhood of something yeah. and then like, uh, someone's wife was really turned on by them or so I don't, it was a bunch of unneeded drama <laughs> and then some of them were like using drugs and like, there's just, I don't know. I don't know. It was. Yeah. And there were, uh, two guys. Well, yeah. Mark Wahlberg right. was there. You got the rock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you, you actually had the guy who plays, um, Falcon who, uh, later becomes the new captain America. Normally I would <laughs> remember his name, but I'm drawing a blank, but Anthony, uh, uh, Anthony. Let's just have to uh, check it out here, Roger. Just give me a minute here. I'd yeah, have, uh, have, have to edit down that a little well, bit. Make sure we <laughs> get his name Come properly. There. <laughs> uh, I oh, yeah, I'm take detail, uh, yeah. Take a little yeah. peek at this here. Foul. Hmm. And the. Mm-hmm soldier, that's going to be you. Can just say who Anthony plays Anthony Mackie, and there we go. I see. that's got first name right. I'm sorry, Mr. Mackie. Normally, <laughs> I can remember. Actually, well, both of us can normally remember. Actually, no, your name. We're fans I, of yours. <laughs> I just, I'm not very good at names at all. So, yeah. Anyway, There's he's in part. Pain and Gain. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, like I mean, the, the the thing about it is that the the story is apparently a true story. In fact, the film even really broadcasts it throughout the story itself we're like yep this isn't like that there are like freeze frame moments where they say like yep this actually still is in fact a true story anyway i thought of you and i was like it was it's such a it's turning into a period piece because it's based in the 90s and the further we get away from the 90s and i look at like what they did i'm like dude like there's a lot of 90s stuff in there so yeah i remember Mark Wahlberg was like ripped just swole for that movie. He was totally big, but what was yeah, funny was wait. like anytime you see him in a scene with Dwayne Johnson, like he just looks not buff at all. I mean, Dwayne is so big. Yeah, he's huge. He's so big. He's a rock. Oh. Uh, did I also mention to you that I watched Wrath of Man with Jason Statham? No. Okay. I, I couldn't remember if like I had actually said anything about this or not. I ended up watching it. Ah. Very different than what I expected from a Guy Ritchie film. Hmm. Not so good? Uh, not so good. Like, uh. you know, and the reason I say it is because all of the other Guy Ritchie films I've seen, you know, you think of Snatch, you think of... Snatch. <laughs> you think of uh, Sherlock Holmes oh, sure. with Robert Downey Jr., I mean, there even like the some of the more recent works he's done as well. They all kind of like kind of uh, that Guy Ritchie flavor. This one though was a lot more of a um, I wouldn't say it was kind of a tragic hmm. storyline. Um, still had certain little hints of Guy Ritchie, like of what, what, what you know we're accustomed to whenever we go to a Guy Ritchie film. But like the comedy was gone. There was like no comedy whatsoever. There was like, there's no cleverness um, in that regard in the script writing. There were certain moments where it's like, okay, that sounds actually kind of cool or whatever. But, but yeah, it was definitely a more um, heavy movie. So hmm. very very different. Um, you know, if, if if you're looking to watch something or whatever, you know, may, maybe check it out. But I'm I'm here to let you know up front that it's not like the typical like yeah, Guy Ritchie uh, extravaganza that that we're used to. So gotcha. Figure I'll let you know about yeah. that Thursday. Yeah. Thanks. Uh still like I said, I was still playing Elden Ring. Horizon Forbidden West has really taken a back seat. I, it's like every time I'm like ready to play a game like whenever I have time, I'm just like Elden Ring. I'm going back to Elden Ring. Elden <laughs> Ring. <laughs> so that's a lot of fun. And I'm also very excited, Steve, because yes. <clears throat> I received my latest statue. Oh gosh. In the mail. Those are still coming? A little bit. I have like a trickling of them coming in. But this one, Steve, is... It's probably one of the... It's going to be one of the the cat's meows, Steve. I have quite a few of those, I must admit. Maybe but... Yeah. This one, Steve, is a one-third scale Heath Ledger Joker. Oh, boy. I'm going to put it on a pedestal. I'm going to put it right next to my awesome Joker poster. Which we can't really see off camera. uh, I ain't gonna put it on there later, Russ. It's right over there. Take a picture of it. Anyway, I have not even opened the box yet. Haven't checked it out yet, Uh. but I'm looking to do so this weekend. Mm. Very excited for it. The head, just so you know, because I know you're not too up on this stuff. The head is made from medical grade silicone, Steve. The hair is actual hair; it's not sculpted. It's real hair. The gla- the uh, eyes are glass; they are glass. eyes. Not real eyes, Russ. Remember, like some of the J and D stuff that we have covered on the show, where we watch some videos and like you see them putting like the glass uh, eye into yeah. the head. <laughs> uh, there's one same, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same company. And they did it with uh, with, with Heath <laughs> Ledger. So so I'm, I'm very much, uh, I'm hoping that it, it looks as good as what I've seen online, Steve. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd let you know about that as well. Mm-hmm. Sweet, Rob. Yeah, indeed, too. on the suit! It's time for the topic of the day! Our topic of the day is the Moon Knight Impressions from Disney Plus. This is a show that was released about a month ago and has since released four episodes. I actually don't know how many episodes there are total. Dude. Probably six, I think, Russ. Yeah. Six? Yeah. Are you sure, Steve? Yeah. You want to double check, Steve? You can Google it. Don't want to lead oh, the folks wrong. Do we? Yeah. While he's looking that up, though. <laughs> This is a particular show that continues on uh. within the MCU mm. as it applies to Disney. Plus. And so, as we continue to move forward, I mean, we've had other shows in the past, such six as six Lo- episodes. Six episodes. Spider. we have like two episodes to go. My goodness. They, they, ha- okay. you you've, you've T Bone my thought mm. process, but that's, that's okay, Steve. That's uh, what I do best. Russ. <sighs> they need to go to eight, Steve. They do. Russ. Mm-hmm. Eight. I concur, Doctor. Mm hmm. I want eight. What happened? See, what's been kind of a a theme with these Disney shows is they'll say reoccurring theme, reoccurring theme. Sure, Russ <laughs> is uh, the the lack of episodes where they where they they'll tease you every single episode. It's gonna get good. Yeah, it's gonna get good. <laughs> and now we're like on like <laughs> episode four. And I'm like, okay. Y- we're half. We're more than halfway done, and we're not close to wrapping this up. We have, to, and, but all these other shows, th- like they'll end it, and like that's it. Like there should have been at least two more episodes after that, Indeed. or three or four. Mm. And so it's almost like they, they 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 are purposefully doling it out just to be like, yeah, we have content on Disney Plus. Keep coming back, more Marvel. But they but they don't fill it with what we want really. They just, I don't know. I do believe that in this case, it's not as bad as what we've seen in the past. Like I totally agree with you when it when it comes to the, when it come to when it came to <laughs> take out the O, put in the A came there we go carry the four yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it came to the Hawkeye TV show, yeah. that was a show that I felt you know they had a lot of filler, like, like there wasn't, um, stuff that, that really kept me on the edge of my seat that acted as cliffhangers. It was just kind of more like, Oh, we have just this time that we need filled. And, and not only that, but also like the, the overall direction they took with that show was just something that I, I, I didn't necessarily find, I don't know, just, just really intense or, or, you know, just mm. dying to find out what happens next kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like Edgy, it was just kind of a more seat. like, yeah, like, I mean, I still watched all the way through it. Yeah. It was like, okay, whatever. But, um, I do like what's happening so far with how they're doling stuff out within moon night. I, I do think that when it comes to what they've shown so far, there is an appropriate amount of information that's being given to us and shown. And if I, for one, I mean, it, it's definitely keeping my attention. What say you, Steve? Well, it it's keeping my attention. I mean, I would say, I mean, Oscar Isaac's is oh, like he. Let's talk about some Oscar (laughs) Isaacs. Okay, I'll stop there. No, (laughs) I (laughs) I figured you continue. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, he does capture the screen. I mean, the way his character is written, I mean, kind of sort of with multiple personalities, or at least you know two personalities. I would say because he has to act very reserved and then very like. Aggressive. You know, aggressive, heroic. Let's get it done, son. Well, <laughs> and one of, of them, like Mark, seems to be an American, right? Whereas Stephen he's, is more of like a British persona, a, yeah, right. Yeah. Like multiple personalities, yeah, right. Hello, lads. Yeah. Hello, mates. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay over here. It's, 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 it's rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to do the inventory, yeah. <laughs> or no, I just said yeah wrong. It's more like yeah. Uh, it's still wrong, Russ. It's still wrong. God, I, it's, Attempt though shutting up over here. Yeah. Um. So he really does uh brighten the screen. I do. I do like watching. He's him. good. Yeah. Um. But still, like, I think his acting aside, there's still like the direction and there's still the sc- the screenwriting or the script, I guess. And that's again where it's it's being let down. And that's what I feel like. Not just with this one, but with Hawkeye. Um. With what what's the, the uh, WandaVision, and happened, it happened in Falcon and Winter Soldier, we're like, okay, I'm enjoying seeing these actors and actresses on screen, but like, where are we going with this entire story? I mean, like, you know, episode after episode after episode, and like, the thing's just done, and like, something maybe great happens on the f- Final episode, but like we had all this other time to fill and we didn't do anything with it other than just tease us. Mm -hmm. Um, Even with Loki, I felt that was the same way too. I enjoyed watching Loki on screen. I, I enjoyed watching all the actors, but they just, it was so much talking and not enough like, Action. I mean, these are comic book heroes and villains. Well, but you um, gotta have explanations as to like why they're there, why they exist, you that's know, what the conflict is. True, they can't be constantly fisticuffing all the time. I know, but I, I'm saying there has to be a balance. Yeah, and to me, there, there, it's way out of balance between like the action and just talking because they've they've already they've already developed a lot of those characters. Granted, we're just meeting New Moon Knight for the first time, but like, why should we continue watching this? Yeah, and I think, you know, full, full disclosure for, for us, we have never read the comic book. I have been to the comic book store and have mm. on occasion seen the character, but I know nothing about the character. And so this was actually a great opportunity for us to be able to, to be introduced, so to speak. Mm. And in, in my opinion, I think that actually Moon Knight does a nice job balancing between the exposition and more of like the action sequences. And I think part of its success has to do with the psychological condition that the, that the protagonist is in. And honestly, I think it's, it's refreshing because we really haven't seen this in the MCU yet. And so it's, it's neat to be able to like, kind of like go on this discovery journey as a newbie who doesn't know this character at all. Where like, we first see him seemingly to be British. Like he's an Englishman or something. And then come to find out that no, actually, you know, he, he has kind of a sybil situation where like he has multiple personalities and Oh, by the way, it, he may have more than just Mark and Steven. Like, like they kind of alluded to that in the episodes where there very well may be other types of personalities that also exist within this one individual. So I think that's actually really cool just from a protagonist standpoint. And then also this supernatural Egyptian hmm. god. Uh, what's what's the god's name? Uh, starts with a C. I'm still trying to get my bearings on all this. And I, unfortunately, I'm not Kahuna. a pro. At, Kahuna Matata. I know like Anubis. <laughs> My 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 Egyptian knowledge is very very raw, limited. <laughs> that's, raw. That's, that's one of them. There you go. Um. So anyway, that part is something I also find interesting too. Is the the dynamic relationship that he has with this Egyptian god? Clearly, they have struck a deal. It sounds like Mark slash Stephen has you know kind of gotten the raw end of this deal. Like he's doing it because he kind of has to, and he's hoping that this entity will honor his side of the deal. You know, that's kind of like, well, you know, we made a deal. This is, you know, after I do this, after I help you, and then you're supposed to let me go. And, and then we're also introduced into the, the notion that he's not the only one who acts as an avatar on this Egyptian God's behalf, that actually you have several other people that um, do the same exact thing for other types of Egyptian gods. So as it goes, um, that to me is fun because once again, it's kind of like the, like the, you're on this journey and, you, and you're discovering all these different things. They don't just kind of let you know all this stuff up front in the first episode. Like, you go through and you find them out. And I don't think that that's filler. I think that that actually holds value moving forward because then there's more of an appreciation for what this character is about. Yeah, I, I think this show does it better than other Marvel Disney Plus shows. But I just can't. I can't let it go. Like, there's only two episodes left, and I have a lot of questions. And so they're either going to like whip out a list and go, "Okay, here's all the untied knots." We're <laughs> just going to rattle them down, just so you know. And then like something great's going to happen in the, in the sixth episode. Or they have season two, right? But I mean, like season one should be, be like the bait to have us bite and 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 want to continue. You're not gnawing on it, Steve. Man, not as much as I would like to, Russ. You're not chewing on it, Steve. No. No, I'm not chewing on it. I may have nibbled in it, maybe eh, give it a little bit of tongue. You're not uh, coming back for seconds, I haven't Steve? come down for seconds yet, Russ. Hmm. I haven't fully bat bat down. The hatches? Bit down <laughs> on the hook. Our yeah, matey? Russ, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, for example, so um, I, what I'm talking about with like the script writing is like, okay, so you have uh, the villain, right? Who wants to raise our... Uh, Free, I guess. This the the major villain who's Anis or Anubis or again I can't I can't can't, I'm not terrible with names, Rose. I can't do it. It's the Egyptian god that apparently um, has the power to like uh, kill things, kill people. Uh who sounds bad? um, If I remember correctly, like so. So the Egyptian god that is with Mark slash Stephen, he's the one who dishes out justice justice based on the injustices that people have carried out in their lives. So like if he, if he or will carry out, no, no. See that that's, that's the difference is that um, the one that's with Stephen is the one that like he only acts once a person has committed an atrocity. That's when he comes in and then deals the judgment. And that's the, the defining difference between that Egyptian God and this one that um, Ethan Hawke's character wants to free and unleash is that she apparently kind of like is more calloused in the sense that like, she can kind of anticipate like who will like per maybe perhaps do some stuff that's bad in the future. So it's kind of the whole like proven guilty or not even proven, but it's like, like, you know, assumed guilty before proven innocent instead of, you know, innocent until proven guilty. It's the Egyptian minority report. Kind of, sort of. Yeah. yeah. Cause remember like in the very beginning, they're like, uh, there's a dude who walks up. He's like, "Yo, I'll volunteer to see my fate, you know." And he's like, "Oh, it's a face of goodness right here. Hug it up, bro." Yeah. And then you know he went off the little like scale. He like yeah, the little scale on a um, you know the the moving tat. Yes. And uh, then this old lady came up, elderly lady, and she says, "I've never done a thing in my life. There's you no know, offense of her harming in any way." He was like, I'm so sorry. And then he just robs her of your life and she's done and everybody goes on their their daily life. Yeah, nothing. nothing, uh, Something's not stirring the Kool-Aid with that man. However, also, since we're talking about Ethan Hawke, I really like Ethan Hawke's character. I really like how Ethan is portraying him. Mm -hmm. You know, you got that cult leader type and acting almost like a a very twisted and... uh, uh, demented prophet, you know, yeah. of sorts, and I don't know. I, I find um, the contrast between Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke really nice. Like, it's it, they play well off each other, there there is kind of a, a good good guy versus bad guy chemistry that's going on. So, and I buy it. I, I like I said, I'm a, I'm having fun being introduced to this world. Yeah, but we bring. Everything forward to like this courtroom scene where it's Ethan Hawke and it's Oscar Isaac's character and the 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 moon or the Cal Cal Hula Hui I can't remember uh, the, the actual moon you know like the the god who yep. justice really is speaking through yes uh, this guy as his avatar. And they're all just talking. Everyone has their own avatar that they're communicating through, along with the glowing eyes and whatnot. Yeah, the eyes were cool. And so nowhere do we ever see that this Egyptian god, nor Mark, acts the way he does in this courtroom. And so they ask him a question, and, and I think it would have been cool if you heard the voice of Justice Guy, Justice God, speak through him, and maybe more amplified but instead we have like, ah, <laughs> sort of thing. And I was like, he's almost possessed in a way with when he answers, he doesn't answer like, hey, we need to go look for this guy who's about to do wrong. It's like, ah, it's like yelling. I thought, mm, don't think so. I'm not buying it. And then later on when they're all talking about, hey, I'm going to go unearth this person and they're, they're trying him. They're like, oh, if you move the skies again, we're just going to imprison you. And so it's like, it kind of takes away the threat of like, or in the anticipation of them freeing this other person. Cause like, oh, if she does bad, then we'll just imprison her and, uh, you know, show over. And I thought that's not really leading me to much excitement. And you know what I mean? No, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> <sighs> Boy, that was, that was uh, episode three. That was episode three. I know what you're talking about with regards to the scene itself, yeah. But I didn't feel as though he was just like inane babble, um, (sighs) yelling and screaming for no reason. Like like he was definitely talking through him. And I think like as he became more agitated, he became more angry and and defend, not (laughs) defendant, more defendant, more defensive. And so like, as yeah. a result, like, like he, you know, you could tell there's more of that. Plus, two, I think they were trying to communicate this semblance of how you have this Egyptian God that that's using this, uh, this person as a vessel. So like the human body is not designed to be able to do this stuff on the regular. And so they want to show like, like, you know, there's, there's pure power that's being projected through this human being. So, I, I mean, to me, like, that was fine. Honestly, I was a little bummed that we couldn't see some of the other Egyptian gods, which I'm hoping yeah. if this show continues and there's multiple seasons, I want to see all the others because, like, not to digress too far off this, but, like, um, the special effects in this show are legit, I feel like. I think, I think they're really re- well done. Anytime that he turns into Moon Knight or even, like, the the Kanchu Jack- is his name. Kanchu? Kanchu. Jeez. The jackal dogs that we saw um, in the show, too. I mean, like, like, they just, they look terrific. Like, they look like they were really there and, I mean, would rip you to shreds. And so, like, that that makes me excited. It's like, okay, if this show does well and, and as they continue to, to do more, I would love to see, like, more of this stuff. Like, what other kinds of uh, Egyptian gods can they, they create in their own kind of art directive style? Do you know the voice of Konshu? I don't. I don't know his name, but I know who the actor is. <laughs> Man, who's asked you? It is, uh, so have you, have you ever seen the movie Scarface? Russ. Long ago, yes. Okay, so do you remember the guy who gets hung from the helicopter? No. So you remember? Okay, so literally, like the only people I know from that movie are Al, Al Pacino, Pacino. Yeah, Al Pacino, oh gosh. and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, oh, oh, and th- oh, actually, yeah? there was a guy—the guy early on in the movie who was like Al Pacino's boss. Uh, the guy kind of talks like this. Yeah, he. Hey, I got some jobs for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, he was in Independence Day. I kind of forgot. Yeah, he was, he was a name. military he, guy. He was the general. Yeah. yeah. So the guy I'm referring to was like his right hand man. Okay. It's like remember remember Al Pacino was like washing dishes with his buddy there in that little small, sure. thing, you know, Cuban restaurant, and then they're like, "Hey, we got to go bigger, man. We got to." Yeah. And then so they meet with these dudes in the car and doing like some some coke. The first guy that they talk to, <laughs> popping some <your> Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just, like, hey, I hey. he smelt my finger. Um, <laughs> that guy in the car is the guy who is voicing Kanchu. Really? Have you seen Amadeus, Russ? I don't <sighs> think I have. Russ? I don't believe I have. God, so, so Amadeus is the movie about Mozart. And the Uh-oh. same actor plays kind of Mozart's rival, Salieri. Really? Yes. Well, you know, that was... Much older movie, still fantastic movie. I'll let you borrow it. I have it, Russ. <laughs> um, but anyhow, Gentleman's older now, and I'm sure they really just kind of amplified his voice a little bit. Maybe shoved that microphone right up in his throat. But, so I'm looking um, him up on IMDb as, as you're talking. His yes. name is F. Murray Abraham. Uh huh. I would have never mm. have known. Yeah. But now you know. There you go. That's it, so. Shooting star, the more you know. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Continue, Steve, sorry. Um. Anyhow, so uh, that was what, yeah, back to reality here. Um, and then we have episode four. Thank you, Slendish Shady. <laughs> oh, gosh, I'm going to start to think some lyrics for you. I'll hold off. Anyhow, yeah, we have episode four where uh, Ethan Hawke's character was named Harrow. Har- Har- oh, I can't, i horrible with names. Wait, who, what? No. Ethan Hawke's character is the villain. Oh. Starts with an H. Were you just on IMDb? I think I closed it. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, um, don't you worry. Uh, bring it back up here in a jiffy. <laughs> so Arthur Harrow. Harrow. See, I was close. You are, Steve. That's one of the things I'm always impressed about. <sighs> Mine like a steel trap, that boy. By the way, did you 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 ended up finishing all the show, right? I mean, because your power was going out and stuff. You know, you, you finished the show. Right? I am so glad that you actually brought that up because mm. I totally forgot I, I was going to tell you that. Uh, so I'm watching the show uh-huh. the night that we had. Like, did your power go out too? It didn't. No. So I'm watching Moon Knight, and I'm I'm at the point where um he's in like the the storage. Locker kind of like you know you know the personal locker area sure. storage business. I don't know what do you call it locker yeah, yeah sure. um and you know how like like the lights start flickering and like he's in the hallway and he's trying to run away from Conchu and like, you know, how country's trying to talk to him and stuff. And, and like, you know, the lights are literally during that scene, my lights start flickering like on and off and whatnot. And then all of a sudden it goes, and totally goes dark. And, I'm, and I even went, ah, oh, nuts. so I'm like in this room, actually, and the whole place is like pitch black. It's like 1240 at night or something. <laughs> and oh, what, what do I do? Even though you know, I was irritated, obviously, that the power went out, but at the same time, I thought that was pretty cool. The timing of it all, we're like literally, I'm seeing the supernatural thing happen on the show, and then my lights start interacting at the same time that stuff's going on. I mean, I'm like, you know, a little silver lining there, and I'm going to take it. <laughs> so I figured I'd just throw, you know, well, not throw, I just kind of you know, massage it right there. Right in the rosacea. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So anyhow, medium well. So yeah, the medium. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fourth episode, um, Harrow. Right, Arthur Harrow. Yes, Harrow is getting uh, playing with the mind of Layla. Yes, you got me on my knees, Layla, begging, darling. Please, that's, that's the way. That's Eric Clapton right there. Uh, it was kind of weird that the character's name is Layla because our cat, no, name is Layla. Eric Clapton wrote a song for your cat, which is also interesting because yeah. this is a kind of a Egyptian theme, and Egyptians really <clears throat> have dug, a thing for cats. They dug the cats. They dug the feline. They do indeed. So anyway, really trying to get this thought out right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is it a greased up pig yet, uh, Steve? Boy, I'm going to lose it <laughs> I'm going on to it. So, he's, so Harrow is playing with a mind of Layla. He's like, oh, I you know this, that, and the other happened. Um, you know, Mark basically killed your dad. He's a bad person. You should leave him. Stop following me around. Don't get in my way. Mm. And so she, this is where the writing is like kind of just sloppy where she goes like, they know they're in peril. They know that once this person, Harrow raises, frees, whatever this Egyptian God, like it's going to unearth hell on, you know, yeah. and it's going to be terrible. Yeah. And so she decides, okay, this is the time I'm going to make some drama. And so she like stops him in his tracks, he's going, we gotta go, we got what we were looking for, we'll talk later, I promise, let's just get out of here. And then so, she says no, she's gonna have her way, and then it ends up killing him. Mm. And I thought, that's just not good. I don't know. But it it had to do with her dad. Yes, and... Well, if according to her, like the reason why she was reacting the way she was was that she was given some new information by Ethan Hawke's character, who was basically making it sound like her husband offed her dad. I know, and so she's emotionally charged as it is already, and have that. It's like you know she's not thinking clearly and that sort of thing. So yeah, there's there's a bit of a struggle there. I you know maybe yeah sure like it's not like a perfect conflict opportunity but I also don't think it's it was a waste either. I mean I do think that you know there there was some validity that was there. I just thought it could have been done a lot better. Well, you can direct the season 2, Steve. I will. I'm sending in my resume. I never directed anything in my life. You and all your Egyptian don't expert know knowledge how to make a movie, but by golly, Disney you're getting my resume. My my resume. Hey, indeed, they're going to get it. They're going to be like, wow, man, this guy has so much retail experience. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that it's really refreshing, though, that we we now have kind of more of a, a Middle Eastern hero within the MCU. Because oh. I was thinking to myself, like, okay, we've been introduced to a fair amount of heroes some of which I've never read the comic books. No. Uh, I've, I've only watched the movies, but as a result, I've become really a big fan of these various characters. I'm sure you have, bro. And this one in particular is really cool. Like, like mm. for me personally, I've always had a curiosity regarding kind of more of like that Egyptian supernatural storytelling, hieroglyphics, just all, everything about that is really, really cool. Mm. And so for them to be able to actually um, utilize that and create a character like this. I'm finding that it's not a throwaway character by any stretch. Like actually, I find um, a lot of intrigue within this particular character. Sure, Rosie. what do you think, Steve? I here here's well, I will here. I'll branch off that. Here here is what I would like to see. <laughs> You're going to twig off that, Steve? No, oh. <laughs> break it off a little bit. Um, I don't think I I, I think I don't know. What do you I, think, I, Steve? I would like them... <laughs> I think they're leaning too much on Mark because Mark is the more of the aggressor than they are Steven. Stephen. Are they, though? Number one, Stephen's got a better name. And... shouldn't um, choose me, he's <laughs> boyish. <laughs> and number two, the guy has a bunch of knowledge. And I would be interested to know what's going on in his noodle about all this Egyptian stuff that he's been studying. And it would be even cooler... If it was all like all true and not like fictionalized, because you would learn something at the same time. Uh, 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 you, you remember? <sighs> oh, my gosh. Oh wait, you're talking about you're, you're talking about Stephen, not Mark. Yes. Okay. The thing about Stephen is, though, is that Stephen doesn't have survival skills. I know. So you got to have Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch come out every now and then. I know he's got to come out, but I would, I would like to see them end up like depending on Steven and certain situations. They and then, did. They do, but it's very minute. You're <laughs> like, okay, yeah, we, we got to bring him out. Okay. Okay. You get the body now. Okay. You're in the body. Figure this out. And he like just does something like with the star map really quickly, like, And that was it. And then they, the, his, their depiction of him is like, oh, guys, you know, we shouldn't fight. Let's all get along. No, <laughs> of course there's killing going on, but we're not going to defend ourselves. We're not going to, you know. I had no and idea like, he sounded like John uh, Lennon from the Beach <laughs> or <laughs> We're a part of little submarine, man. <laughs> hey, it's a song somewhere. Yeah. I have heard it once before. Yeah, your voice sounds so melodic. <laughs> Well, I think it's important to once again realize and recognize the fact that this is in fact one person. It's just uh. that from a psychological standpoint he's messed up. He's had to manifest and create these alternate personalities. Uh. It's not see and the thing is is like it's not like there's some kind of weird like you know interdimensional thing like like oh the characters get warped out or like you know sure, yeah, you was, know yeah. the multiverse or whatever it has nothing to do with that it's literally like a psychosis right. like the guy is able to have basically certain events uh trigger various personalities to be the dominant personality for a certain amount of time and then whether that personality relinquishes its its uh, control over the 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 person or If there is something else that occurs, like I mean, it could be anything. I mean, like a song could trigger like a certain personality to come forward for a limited amount of time, or a smell, or whatever. And so, and and they haven't necessarily gone too far into that space yet. And I don't know if they will or not, but two more episodes. Two more, two more episodes. But that's you know, to me, that's the part that I really find juicy about this character is how. He's clearly been through some really messed up stuff because normally, like the, the really super con- like conflictive, tragic type of scenarios, is where these new personalities get spawned. So, like for yeah. instance, going back to what you were saying, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, you were you were wondering like like why they even brought up the the idea about her father dying, right? Sure, yeah. I'd be willing to bet that perhaps Steven uh-huh. was spawned after those events transpired because of the fact that, that he has um, all of the guilt and the blame on his shoulders for failing to protect her father. And so, you know, instead of being kind of the, the, the action hero survivor type that Mark is... He then creates and manifests this other character, Steven, who's this mild manner, doesn't want to cause any trouble or whatever, and he works at the the museum and the gift shop. And the thing is, is, is like this isn't even from a storytelling perspective. This is actually true in real life, oh. where like you can have a person with multiple personalities, and some of those personalities will actually have knowledge on particular topics, right? Which, I mean, that is insane to think about how, like, it's the same person. But, like, depending on on which personality is currently enabled, it's like they may or may not know whatever it is. So, I think it's cool in this regard where, like, Stephen will come out. He obviously has spent an awful lot of time with all of, like, the Egyptian lore and so forth. Sure. That doesn't explain... Why he puts glass in his shoes and walks around and lays down? That was Uh, not um, Mark. Either way, doesn't explain what Stephen. It wasn't Stephen. Who was it? That was that was Ethan Hawke's character. Was it Ethan Hawke's character? Yeah, at the beginning, um if you recall, there's like a top-down shot of a table and you see Ethan's arms and you see the tattoo and uh, he's got the bracers and stuff on his wrists and then like he takes the cup and he drinks it and sure, you know, everything else. Cracks also, um when you watch him walk, those are the same sandals that he's he's wearing throughout that. That's right. The that's thing, that's yeah. true. Glad I asked you that, Russ. Yeah. But Elsa doesn't explain, <laughs> Russ. That when he, when Steven and Mark flip flop back and forth, Uh how he wakes up in different areas and, or like, for example, like in the beginning where he's driving and then he flips out and then like he's driving backwards, like what happened? Or like, you know, when he was up or Mark was up on the roof Mm -hmm. and slices and dices those guys. And then all of a sudden now he's, um, on the street, not more on the roof, mm-hmm. and so he's always in a totally different place. Those thieves, like, eventually make their way down through the stairways yep. and and through the front door, and then he gets out of a taxi. Steven gets out of a taxi. He's like, mm-hmm. hey guys, They're like, what are you doing? Leave us alone. We we giving you everything. <laughs> like, you know, it's like how if, if it's just him, like, doing his different personalities. How come he is in two like different areas? And why does he have to? And, and why is he strapping himself? To the bed. So I have two thoughts on that. One. The first thought is with regards to the warping. I have a feeling that it's a combination of Conchu's like intervening, like like he's causing him to like, he's basically like dispatching of certain foes. Because once again, uh, Mark slash Steven is his avatar. So therefore there is value placed on that that person. How like he doesn't want to have to go have to go find another avatar. Mm-hmm. So when he's about to be offed or killed or whatever, I think Conchu steps in and saves him. At the same time, I also think part of that combination is his personalities wrestling for control, where like sometimes Steven will be theirs and then all of a sudden like he'll do that that crazy warp thing. And either Stephen will still be there, or Mark is suddenly in control. So I think there's kind of a, a combination of going on, and it speaks to the chaos that Ethan Hawke's character was talking about when he tested out Stephen, and he says, "There's like, you know, are you good or are you bad?" And he's like, "No, there's just pure chaos," which again, it's really well thought out because once again, he has multiple personalities. So how do you judge a person based off of all these different legit personalities that exist within him? Really, really cool stuff. The other thing I was going to say, I forgot. Okay. What was the other thing you were saying, Steve? Said a whole lot, Russ. No, the the most recent Um, thing you said. About uh, him being in a different time and space and him having to strap himself to the Uh, bed. Yes, the strap. Something about strapping something else, Russ. Strap on the ankle. Yeah, strap it. Um so I have a guess. Uh, Oh, uh, the guess I have is due to the fact that he does in fact have multiple personalities, but also too, it makes me wonder if he has night terrors because clearly he doesn't, he doesn't have normal sleeping patterns Mm. and how like, like that one time where we discovered that he had fallen asleep on like Thursday and didn't wake up till Sunday or something. He slept for like three days. Yeah. Now the question I have. Okay is was it only Steven who was asleep as a personality for three days while Mark was in control and he just wasn't aware? Or did he actually fall asleep and Conchu was like messing with him and using him for his purposes and everything else? No idea. But until... Stephen and again, like we're, we're led to believe that that um, Mark has been as Stephen for quite some time. Like Mark, you know, is able to take control in little spurts here and there, but it's not until like the season really gets going that then Mark starts to hang out for longer periods of time. Which leads me to believe that I think um, Stephen w- probably does that because he, in his mind, he's thinking he's having like night terrors or he thinks he's sleepwalking, you know, he'll find himself in different parts of his room or whatever. And so he does that to try and prevent that from happening. So he stays in bed. That's my guess. I could totally be wrong, but that's how I interpreted it. It's mm. fascinating, Russ. Indeed. Really, really cool. Did you have any other, um, impressions about the show thus far, Steve? No, Russ. Uh, next episode is supposed to come out next week. Wednesday. It is. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to watch it. I'll watch it. hmm mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything else, Dave? Nah, I rather really think we'll talk about this long enough. I think in the interest of time. <laughs> Might as well just finish it up early, you huh? know? Uh, Mr. Uh, polo man over here. Mm. <laughs> oh. Crochet. Nor uh, cricket. Oh, that's a little more like it really. Guy's right now, horse. He's wearing he's, he's using a miniature swinging golf swinging club. Yeah, I am looking forward to seeing how this wraps. Oh, up. Oh yeah, do you have any finishing thoughts, there, Oh well, oh, yeah, oh, thank you for asking, good. Steve. Yes, I, I do no. indeed. Go ahead. I do wish that that this was eight episodes long. This has been an ongoing thing where I can, I just don't I don't know if it's like a budgeting yeah issue that Disney has or I, well, like I don't know I don't, I don't I don't I do not understand why we constantly stick to the six episode paradigm. It's just bizarre. <laughs> Get off me. Yeah. Uh having said that though, I I've been enjoying the show. I think it's been fun so far. Ah, man, I don't know how they're going to be able to wrap this up within two episodes. Yeah. But definitely want to see what else is in store. You know like what's going to happen after season 1? Are we going to have a season 2? Is Oscar isn't going to appear in some MCU movies? That'd be kind of cool. Like, you know, I think that's one of the questions I have too moving forward is like obviously we would love to see Oscar assume more of a theatrical role with this character long term how do we introduce this character how will the MCU be introduced to this character and what kind of purpose behind that introduction will will be present to make sense and again i don't know i have no idea i have not read the comic book and whatever else but i think it's a cool character i think i think the hero itself is unique yeah i think it's a nice addition i feel lucky to have been uh, you know subjected, so to speak. Interesting, Rosa. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm, where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it financially helps us continue doing joygasm. Also, why don't you wrap some gauze around that subscribe button. Point a scare about that notification bell. That way you will Miss a single episode of Joygasm, which drops once a week, every week. And while you're at it, you can do a search on your favorite social media platform of choice. Just do a search for at Joygasm TV. Last but not least, hmm. do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see a stream our gaming adventures live, which is currently going on with Elden Ring for the most part every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We have had a blasty blast hanging out with you all, and we will see you again next week.